On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I get into the man that everyone's been talking about, not only since he was traded to Philadelphia, but also during the offseason as it now has begun. That is James Harden, his season and his offseason, his future, right here next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's up, D? What's going on, Keith? What's happening, man? How was the weekend? It was good. It was good. A little barbecue, you know, a little relaxing and chilling. A little barbecue. I wasn't invited, but it's okay. Oh, it's my- all right. <laughs> you know what it was, though? I, You know, I was, my, my twin sister was like, yo, I'm coming over. Okay. And she was like, I'm bringing some grub. I'm bringing yeah. some stuff. So, like, she literally came over, dude, with, like, hamburgers, hot dogs, rolls, macaroni salad, ribs. And she was on my grill, me and her. She's on the grill. The kids was playing. We just sitting in the back, just chilling. But I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm glad you had that time with the family. We got to spend some time. But when we get later into the summer, you know, July, we had Fourth of July, all that. Yo. Oh, I definitely have you over. <laughs> I definitely have you over. I'll be there. Folks, welcome. You are locked on 76ers. If you can't tell, I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fnag Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host, partner Keith Pompey, the Sixers beat writer. And we need to talk about James Harden. That was a big problem with James Harden, where some people thought he might have had too much barbecue off the grill for his time in, in Houston, Brooklyn, and the beginning of his 76ers career. But listen, folks, all right, I mean... Again, thank you for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is, is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76 So, Keith, for the season, James Harden finishing up the regular season campaign with 21 games, 37.7 minutes, 21 points. He shot 40% from the floor, which is pretty low. Um, 32% from beyond, which is... Not even close to league average last season with the net. Uh, pardon me, before he was traded to the Sixers with the Nets, he was 33% uh, from three. Uh, he kept the rebounds going, seven rebounds a game, 10.5 assists. So he kept that going. Same amount of steals, 1.2. And that's what he did for the Sixers uh, once he arrived. But for his career, Keith, he's a 36% three point shooter now. We know he takes a high volume of threes. So that number can be a little, you know, skewed because of we know he can make them. And I think that was more part of the problem, not making them just in general. So with that, Keith, uh, I do expect that to change next season. But before that, your thoughts in general on James Harden's 21 games with the Sixers and obviously what he did in the postseason. You know, um, I, wow. I, I think it was a little bit of a disappointment. You sure. Know? Yeah. Um, if we if we're going to be honest with it, I mean, and and hate to repeat stuff that people said over and over again, but you know Joel Embiid was right. I mean, when he said people here thought they were going to get Houston James Harden, and they and they got more of a facilitator. 
So you know what? When the early the first three games, when he was getting the rock, distributing to people, you know, no one no one was complaining, right? Everyone was happy. But then after that, it just seems like he became a different player. Now maybe he was fresh, he was rejuvenated. You know, those first three games because remember he missed considerable time before that. But when you look at him, you know, there are some people saying it was the hamstring. You know, some people think that he can get in the lab this summer and 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 regain some of that stuff. But when you look at his production and especially in the postseason, he just wasn't that guy that the Sixers wanted. The Sixers wanted two things. They wanted a guy who can be the secondary scorer and they wanted a guy who can close out the games. Well, and, and you add third another thing, they needed a primary ball handler. Well, he was able to become the primary ball handler for the most part, but he struggled mightily with it in the, in against the uh, Miami Heat with the turnovers, especially in games three, games five and six. But in regards to him being a second scorer, he wasn't. And, and as far as him being a closer, uh, he only had one game where he closed out, and that was in game four of the second round series. So, you know, not for being long-winded, but you have to say he was a disappointment. I don't disagree with that. It was a bit of a disappointment. And I know we we knew what we were getting ourselves into when it came to James Harden. But uh, for the most part, right, he came in, he, he showed us some really good stuff in the beginning of the, of the season, beginning of his time after the All-Star break in Minnesota, New York. Those are two games that are really highlighted and that stick in my mind. And then, you know, it was up and down. Uh, pretty good for the most part, and to your point, asking him to be a facilitator, he did just that. I mean, his assist numbers didn't drop. He got guys really good looks, and he opened things up seemingly for Tyrese Maxey as well. And so so he did his part, but you're right, man. Those turnovers really did the sixes in in a, in a big way uh, during the playoffs where he couldn't – he just simply didn't have control of the basketball. Sometimes he would lose it. Yes, pressure was on him, but – uh, they were, they did a nice job, I thought, of of getting up on him, getting up in him, and and forcing him to uh, give up the basketball. Quite honestly, where they threw those extra bodies at him, and he had to get the ball out of his hands, and and he would just stand around a lot. He wouldn't he wouldn't move. So I think that that's something that they need to really adjust to once the uh, training camp rolls around and, and all of that disappointment because also Keith, they just simply didn't make it past the second round. They had an opportunity where they won those two straight games against the Miami Heat games three and four back here in Philadelphia. And while you, that was commendable, uh, but five and six run out of gas, Joel Embiid injured, you had an opportunity. And it was the effort that we saw that just wasn't good enough for the Sixers. And that's why they were eliminated when they were. So something that they have to simply improve on. He has to be better. They have to be better. Keith, we need to talk about his contract situation. You can give us some uh, thoughts on, and ideas of what could happen. He has a 47.4 uh, uh, player option that I believe he would opt into, and that has to be done by July 1st, right? So we'll talk about that on the other side. What are the other options with him and the team next right here on Locked On 76ers? Let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including this year's NBA Finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, um, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. 
Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm telling y'all, do it today, people. Definitely do it today. No question. Thank you for making Locked On 76 is your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Well, Keith, uh, do it today. The Sixers don't have to do it today with James Harden. They have the entire month to figure out what they want to do. And, you know, things heat up during the during the NBA draft, which will be on the 23rd of this month. But they have to figure out what they want to do with him, whether it's a long-term extension, him picking up the player option. They do something from there. First, if he picks up the player option, Keith, what are his options after that? And what are the Sixers able to do with Harden if he opts into that 47.4? Is it they just simply play it out or can they still uh, try to put together a long-term extension, whether it's two, three, four, five years, the max being five, they can do all of that even if he does opt in, correct? Yeah, they can do all that. Like, let me get these dates for you because I have the dates down and I, I know you mentioned them before. Yeah. So, Danny um, and James Harden are the two that are important, I guess. Say it again. Danny Green and yeah, James Danny Harden. Green. Danny Green's situation is July the 1st, right? Okay. Um, the thing about James Harden, um, Harden's deadline to opt out of the final year of his contract is June the 29th. Oh, 20 they have like 23 days, right? Okay. So, and that will be, and the start of free agency is like 6 p.m. the next day. So, you know, he has to opt out right before he becomes a free agent, right? Um, now, if he opts into his deal, he is eligible to sign a four-year extension on August the 10th, right? Now, that contract could influence some of the Sixers' other offseason moves. So they have until August the 10th to do that. Now, if I'm the 76ers, you know, now if I could work out something, you know, for less money, um, maybe, you know, I give them four years, but maybe 20 per or whatever, 25, you know, maybe we can talk about something like that. But for the most part, I, I think that they may even be better just waiting and seeing what he does, because even though, you know, he doesn't, I mean, you think about it, Tobias Harris. You know, Tobias Harris, when he was in Golden State, now it was a different situation. But LA. when he was in Golden, uh, um, excuse me, L.A., good one. Hey, I'm thinking about I got Golden State on my mind. But when he was with the Clippers, um, there was an opportunity, there was a chance that he could have accepted the extension. They extended him. Well, he turned it down. And then what happened is they ended up trading him and he got 180 from the Sixers. So the Sixers could probably hold off with the Harden thing and see how he does. You know, he could probably test free agency afterwards, right? Or he can just basically resign with them in free agency. I mean, I mean, test free agency. I mean, you know, go and look for another team, or he could resign with them. Because, you know, right about now, I hate to say it, there's a lot of unknowns with James Harden. The yeah. one thing is he needs to get that 47, because you don't know after that. But there's a lot of unknowns. Like there's no way he doesn't opt into the 47. In my nah, opinion. he yeah, he's gonna opt into that. I mean, unless only how I say he don't if they if they, if he doesn't is if they say 
hey, this is what we're going to do for you. And if he concedes, but let's face it, most athletes, they're typically the last one that knows that some of their skills are diminished. So, you know, he wants to get that money. And if the Sixers, like, hey, like, that's because they're not going to pay him on August the 10th. That doesn't mean he's not going to get paid from him. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that. So it probably by, might be in both sides' best interest to say, you know what, we're just going to see how this works out. And then I'll go and um, I'll, uh, I'll opt in or, or I'll get this, you know, I'll get this extension later. But yeah. again, I think it's all predicated off of what he, how he plays next season. And I'm, but I'm also, I'm also sure that based on what he did in the postseason, and yeah, the hamstring stuff will come up, but with the exit interviews with Doc Rivers and James Harden, then you also have the, the fact that Daryl Morey and Tad Brown here, they took, they stuck their neck out and bringing them here. And, and while there may have been a handshake agreement, maybe that agreement just adjusts a little bit. The handshake is still there. They'll be true to their word, but there needs to be an adjustment on that contract. He, he does not, he does not, in my opinion, based on his performance with the 76ers deserve the money that would uh, have been potentially been there for him. Now is a, a four or five year extension and upwards of the, the $200 million market there for him. No way, no how it, it either has to be the 47 or they negotiate something smaller to your point, two to three years for me watching him play as a maximum. He could come back and he could be different. Uh, and all of that. But right now, based on what we saw, Keith, uh, there's no way that I would feel comfortable and happy with them if they decided to do that and giving him anywhere close to $200 million. He didn't do anything here to earn that. I agree. But at the same time, if I'm him, forget all that negotiating until after I opt in. Like, I'm getting my 47. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Y'all can say what you want. And then, like, you know, y'all can say what you want because – yeah, you know, the, un, like if he plays okay, there's somebody going to throw something at him. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he did play okay. Good. He played okay. He played okay, mm-hmm. and he didn't play. He didn't play to the level uh, of of what we expected from him. Not Houston James Harden, just the James Harden to come in and help this guy, help this team get over the hump where they were last season. Not necessarily win the championship. It was more about taking that next step. That's why you make the move, but not only for this particular season that just passed, but also for the seasons ahead, however long he's here. So, folks, we expect him to be back. Get ready for him to be back. Hopefully they're in the spot that the Celtics and the Warriors are currently in right now. They're in a series that is even up at 1-1. Game three coming up next in Boston. We need to give our two cents on that from Keith and I here next on Locked On 76ers. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers, the NBA Finals. Well, they've been entertaining. And if you look at the first two games, if you saw them, you would say, man, Golden State, 2-0 lead. They protected home court. And here we are going to Boston. Boston looking to do the same in games three and four. Well, Boston did a great job in game one where they came back in the fourth quarter down by as much as 15. Looked like the game was out of hand for them. Jason Tatum couldn't hit a shot yet. Al Horford knocks down six threes. Derek White gives his point production off the bench, scoring 20-plus points. Jalen Brown had kept them in it in the third and early fourth before Horford and Derek White really took over, and Horford being the, the, the storyline there, and they won game one. How does Golden State respond? Well, they respond with a win to even up 
the series on Sunday night. Now the series shifts to Boston. I thought personally, Keith, that uh, Boston would win this one in six, and they're still on pace to do that. But I, I, I would never count out Golden State because of their championship pedigree, their DNA, those three that they have there with the coaching staff that has been there before. They know how to win it. And this game three is crucial for them coming up uh, on the road against Boston. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's crucial. Um, and, and it's also like one of those things where typically it, you kind of – I didn't expect them to get blown out, but I expected Golden State to win, similar to you. They're a good team. And typically whenever in, the, in these finals, whenever the team – the team win, and whenever – whoever wins the first game, especially if it's kind of convincingly or the way that the, the things swung in the fourth quarter, they're typically gang get a little bit overconfident and the other team gets motivated, especially staying at home because they know right now it's kind of like do or die moment for us. And I felt like that's what it was. And I feel like it's, it's going to be a good one. Now, one thing I will say about this, mm-hmm. there was a lot of, they, I think they let Draymond get in their head a little bit too much. And I know he's going to do that, but you see like the little complaining this and that instead of just like muscling through it or, or, or getting physical, you know, doing some other things. I just felt like it was, it turned more into the Draymond show, which, uh, which turned into the Boston Celtics getting frustrated. And I did feel like they were a little bit too comfortable, too confident like thinking that, dude, this is going to be easy. Knowing it's the NBA Finals, but they were a bunch of young guys, a lot of them playing in their first Finals appearance, right, most of them. And so it's, it's one, if not all, so so it's one of those things where I just felt like they got caught up being in San Francisco for two days, not saying that there's a nightlife, but you're on the road after you won and you think everything is lovely. Mm-hmm. And they got smacked in the mouth, but I still expect them to win. I just need to see some more, you know, toughness in, you know, Boston. More the role, yeah, Boston, and more that like role players got to step up. You know, and that I mean? was the thing. As soon as you went with the the Draymond Green getting in their heads, if you think about the series that Grant Williams had uh, in the in the previous one for them against the Miami Heat, he had a big game in the Milwaukee series. Uh, he uh, also was in Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. And then he had the big game. He had a, you know, he played well against the Miami Heat. And as soon as you said that, it, it, it takes me back to that one sequence that he and Draymond Green had first where they were ch- just chirping at each other. And then the second one, uh, a little bit later as the game was closing out and Grant Williams is all get up his body. And I was reading the story while I was listening. I think I was listening to a game while I was reading the story where they were talking about uh, how, sometimes they have to see if they can just calm Grant Williams down because he, he thinks he's maybe better than he really is. It's like, dude, you know, I I mean, look, say what you want about Draymond Green, but he can get into your head and make you change a lot of how you're thinking in the moment of that game. And Mm -hmm. uh, I saw that and he, he's making these plays like he normally does. Draymond does They're shooting. Well, Steph Curry's having a phenomenal series so far. Through the first two games, they're getting contributions from other places. Jordan Poole, Otto Porter. It's, not, it's really about when they hit their shots and all, and how they do it. Gary Payton Jr. at the second is back. He's able to give his defensive effort and, and change the complexity of the game as well. So I, I think that 
right now going in. Game three is going to be really important for both teams. Obviously, even up, you get the leg up. No crap, right, Devon? But no, it's more of who can gain that momentum. You know, did Golden State take it back and they have proven that they can win on the road? But Boston is good at home. So it's going to be a tough one for the Golden State Warriors to go into the TD Garden and see if they can pull off this this upset on the road and take this one. So I've been entertained. I've been entertained. Uh, I would like to see Golden State win. But again, I, I chose the Boston Celtics in six. And let's see what game three has in store for us, man. It's going to be a fun one. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't like last night's game. No, you didn't. Nah, I mean, and 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 here's the, re- the only reason why is because it was over after the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So I'm like saying to myself, like, man, like, cause, cause I expected a run though. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, expected them come back, and then my man, you know, he like basically had it. Uh, he came out with the bench, all bench players, and it's like, yeah, he did. And yeah, it's like, okay, he, okay, I get it. They're down there about to be number thirty. But my thing is, and the reason why, and selfishly. I want all these games to be close, go down to the last second. Because after the NBA finals over, yes, we have the draft and we have summer league. But to me, it's like I'm not really into baseball. I mean, I you know, I cover it, I'll do whatever, but I'm not a major league dude, right? I'll go to a game, but to me, it's like once basketball season is over, then I'm just waiting for football. Like seriously. And then that's not until the fall. So, so it's like selfishly, I want all these games to be close and go to overtime if, if, if possible. I got all you. Of them. Well, it should be a good one. The next one, man should be, I think it will be a good one in the next one. And we'll hopefully get something from there. And Keith on our next episode, as we thank everybody for making locked on 76 is your first listen every day. Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Got to talk about the young fella. He had a fantastic season, a good playoffs, tailed off a bit, uh, but we'll get into Tyrese Maxey's 21-22 campaign uh, on the next episode. Now, make your second list in Locked On NBA. We're Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, tell the people about the other things. You know what y'all can do? You guys, wherever you listen to your podcast at, wherever you, you can subscribe to this podcast, Locked On 76ers. But also make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On 76ers YouTube channel, by just clicking on the Liberty Bell, bang, and then you get a subscription. But also, it would be great if you could give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow my man, Divine at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers. So, do that today, people. Do it today. Do it today. You won't be disappointed, folks. Thanks so much for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. We really appreciate it, and we will be back with you tomorrow. Keith, have a great rest of your Monday, man. I'll catch up with you tomorrow. All right, my man. Peace. Thanks, man. Talk to you.